0: With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details.
1: What an amazing group of Sunday matches. I'm so happy for the Warriors in this one. To come away the victors, 32-30, being down 20-0 after not a long amount of time, I wasn't able to watch the first half of this and I was like, what the hell's going on? Where's the defense? But watching it, you can see there that it was a couple of random lucky ones and some good spreads that, you know, Warriors weren't able to defend at all. And then the second half, things changed. You know, they got a couple of tries in the back end of that first one and things just improved for them to come away with a win. Amazing, amazing work for, for the Waz. Uh, yeah, big big happy day, really, for the Warriors fans there. And a great finish, really. Not owning Nico Hines, owning Johnson. It's great news, obviously. Johnson kicking that penalty goal. I was like, please don't go to extra time. Then they give away that penalty and it's from the sideline there, deep. You know, 35 out, right from the sideline. Uh, and I was like, I-, I can't have extra time with Nico owners there. Uh, and thankfully he did miss that and a great game overall. Sean Johnson, what more can we say about the great man? Someone said uh, Nico Hines is the wish version of Johnson and that took the cake this week for comments. And 89 for him, thankfully I picked him up at the uh, at the best time available. Obviously round one would have been even better than compared to Dewey, but in round four and also round five, picking up his two best scores of the year, averaging sixty-seven there as well so one of the top scorers this year which is incredible even ahead of guys like Payne Haas who have had an incredible season so Johnson there just being involved in everything obviously he's great bomb with Ronaldo just seems to be one of those guys that just tends to make a few errors you know I I love his niggle obviously but then they can give it back to him when when he puts down balls like that so fell into Johnson's lap kicking good goals too really straight tackling has been awesome really just one to two missed tackles a game and you know kicking for, for 676 meters there 22 points in that and just being such a focal point whether it's with volkman whether it's with tomato martin it does not matter and, and to be able to have cleary Hines, and johnson in round seven i think that's an absolute dream come true so very happy with that nico Hines is clearly going to be a must-have guys He's pretty well priced at his max, I would say now. That's the only thing that, you know, if he happens to get a couple of 50s or a 65 and a 60 there over the next few weeks, when he comes back, you may be able to get him a little bit cheaper, but I just think that he's so important to everyone's side, considering he didn't have much of a game, really. You know, one try assist, a couple of, you know, five goals there, 69 in this one, which, you know, it's very tough for, for most people to get to that point. And you see even some of those mid-rangers that we're all excited about last week, they got 50s and 60s, they went back down to earth in the mid-30s and 40s. So it shows that it's very hard to do this consistently and Heinz down 98 and 69, his first two. If you picked him up uh, two weeks you know, two weeks ago now and got these two games out of him, you're very happy. The biggest thing for us now as non-owners is that we you guys will have a million sitting on your sidelines and we can make a good runner this week and then pick him up in round seven would be the goal. So potentially making a little bit of cash, you know, saving a little bit of cash over the next few weeks, whether that's downgrading one of your mid-range guys that have made plenty of cash, and it could be the Cartwrights, the Elie Catoas, these types of guys there that have, have done a job for you and it might be time to downgrade and Mark Nichols, those type of players, which we'll speak about in the, you know, the buy, hold, sell, risk it video. But Heinze is gonna be one of those guys that just one of the top scorers in the game best in his position really you just need him yes there's a chance he plays origin but you're going to get seven eight nine ten eleven and twelve at a minimum even if he doesn't uh sorry even if he does play origin if he doesn't you're going to get some more games out of him in that period so Nico going to be a buy awesome score here 69 with just you know doing it in tackles doing it in kick meters running the ball over 100 every game it's obviously going to bring a bring a bring up some offloads and some tackle breaks and the like there, which, you know, he hardly had any in this game. So that's good. For anyone who didn't own him and are looking to pick him up in round seven, Jesse Ramian, 63 from him. He's become really poor for Jesse and has come out now over the last few and had two dominating scores and a 63 in this one gets him up to a 49 average. So now that he's been, uh, he's added some price onto his total, 41K went up. So he was down on the year. Now he's back up to 617. He is one of those guys that clearly is going to be a 45 to 50 point keeper. Obviously, all of these guys have a buy this week. So how what we decide to do with the Sharkies guys will depend on how they're going at the moment. Nico Hines, you're clearly holding. Ramien, if you've got him, which not a lot do, but if you do, you're holding him and he could be a buy over the next few weeks. There's a lot of these centers that are in that sort of mid-tier that are going to be great purchases going forward, and he could be one of them. Jaz Tavangan there, 60 in his time on the park. He has games like this. He's priced pretty high already, so you know that he's gonna be a pretty solid scorer, 40 to 50 to 60 each and every week to get him in that sort of 45 to 47 average. And big minutes in this one, big work rate, so well done to Jazz Britt Nakora, 51. Since had the one line break in this one, so no tries attached to that. You take that 51 in this type of game when he only made 77 run meters. Couple of turnover tackles was great. Wadey Egan, 48 for him. So still picked up another try. What about the bounce off, off that ball to try and get to go end up in his hands? He just seems to be in the right place at the right time. Only 40 meters run, no tackle breaks, no offloads. So in this type of game, you'll take that for eggs I think he's made the majority of money that he will this year. So someone he can hold, but I wouldn't be looking anywhere near buying him. That's for sure. Wilton, 45. So not exactly his game. You know, he had four missed tackles, only 29 tackles in this one considering it's so high scoring. So that will go up in you know, week to week there. Averaging 49 for the year, up 84K. I still think he's someone that you can hold and be close to that 50 point keeper, which will give him about 50 to 60 more K to make. And and then he'll kind of you know, level out there. I still think there's gonna be a game where he gets a nice line break and try with a bunch of tackle breaks, the odd offloads in, in his game. And that has not happened yet. So that will come, I think, going forward. Jackson Ford, so a couple of missed tackles, an error, a penalty, low run meter, 64, so it didn't go left as much. Tackling numbers are still up, and he's going to be a guy that continues to make cash over the next sort of, you know, four to five weeks, you'd say, if he keeps scoring 40s and then could potentially get a 60 in one game, maybe a high 30s, uh, he'll be fine to sort of make another 100, 150k, you'd say, at a minimum. Take out that low score in his game, and he's averaging, you know, mid to high 40s there, so good news for 40. Uh, these come back the last two weeks and done really well for owners. And if you bought him this week, you're still happy with that 43 and the 35K in your kitty. All right, Ronaldo, yeah, 42. A couple of errors in this, a couple of tries, kind of. Yeah, he's fun to watch, isn't he? That's for sure. Nekore, so he had a 41. Again, okay there. He's made a little bit of cash, so if you started with him, okay. But other than that, yeah. Chans, 41. Again, was very playable. Six kick diffusals. All right, let's have a blow up at this while we're here. Tom Chester had five kick diffusals. And then updates, they just took them all away. Why? I messaged FanHub, wasn't happy about it. Probably a bit too late, I messaged them. Tried to message last night and then told me he'd send it to somewhere else and I did. And then Lemuelu, so I didn't actually notice when I was reviewing it, but they took away, the reason he lost four points was they took away his clear turnover tackle in like the eighth or ninth minute. Uh, I understand why sometimes you take it away if there's like three in the tackle and you're the second man in and you weren't the guy that impacted the ball, but it was a one-on-one tackle. How has he lost four points there for a turnover tackle? This is the kind of stuff that, that kills me a bit because with those kind of pod plays, those four or five points are so important. Like Chester, that extra five points is another sort of five to 10K um, that he can make just from that one score. So it's it's frustrating in in that scenario. And then you've got guys like Chance with six, you know, Hammer gets five to six every week. Turbo only got one. I think he dropped a bunch as well. So very frustrating how that's played out. But yeah, like... Klukstar is one of those guys that gets those kick diffusals every week. The, like how you cannot get a kick defusal for catching one of those ridiculous Burton bombs? I don't know. I feel like that is a kick defusal. There's a bunch there he's, he's saving try. Like there's a, there's one there he saved a try as well. Like it sounds like I'm a bit salty that um, Chester didn't get extra points. But that, that was just an example. I think Tommy, I said Tommy Trewoy, I don't own him, but he lost a bunch as well. He lost about eight points in updates and it's like, well, where'd that come from? So yeah, that's what went wear. Like Chester went up. In all his stats, like meters gained, everything they improved, and he still went down in in points for the update. So, wild. Anyway, uh, McInnes Telekai there, forty each. Walker thirty six, playing big minutes in this one. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, for Noah Blake, yeah, don't be looking at him, guys. You've got Josh Curran who came on and had an immaculate run there off uh, Sean Johnson. So Neil Corey and Curran both running terrific lines off Sean Johnson, going to the line. Very good news for him, and Curran I think deserves extra game time. After that, like for him to only be put into this team when Torquil Harris was out, is is a bit of a crime because he's a good enough player. Just maybe they just don't know where they're putting him. Like he, I think he's better than Bailey Syrinen, but apparently not. So yeah, 35 minutes for Bailey, Jack Williams there, 20 Volkman, 54 minutes for him, only the 20 wasn't really an option anyway. Kosi, good try for him. Montoya back to sort of his lowest scores after he's made 72k, so a fall from grace for him there. And then you've got guys like Ali. Moylan, low scores from him, averaging 25 for the year. And Royce Hunt, a low one as well. So that is that first game of the week. Very, very cracking game. A very sad one in this one. But overall for my fantasy team, both of these games proved to be absolute goldmine of points for me. And another great week and another rocket down the rankings. So very happy with that. Unhappy with the loss, but it was a good game. And I'm, I'm happy how the Cowboys played in this one. Uh, The effort was much better. Bulldogs fans are very happy as well. Obviously a great win, but just the way they played in that rain as well. I think that both teams still played fairly expansive footy in the rain. So errors weren't uh, weren't too high either. So very well done for both sides in that one. 15 to 14 victors for the Dogs. And a few of these guys we need to start looking at now, which is going to be fun. Preston, my goodness. What what else can we say from this guy? He dislocated his finger in Max King's eye and still managed to pick up 85 minutes, 80, 82 points there. 47 tackles, 116 meters gain, just in base. So 58 just there, only the two missed tackles did have an error in there. But really, this man, a line break, two tries this, has two tries in this one, incredible. You know, you look at, again, I'll just harp on the kick diffusals again. He had a kick diffusal, didn't have a kick Ado Car has five, there's four here for Perham, there's one for Val Holmes, and Tommy Chester sits there with none. Even Mitch Dunn has a kick diffusal. And nothing for our great man, Tommy Chester. So sad times, sad times, but can't be too sad. He did score a nice try. Anywho, we moved to Robson, who I was extremely happy with being a non-grant owner. I spent about 80 to 90K less getting Robson and scoring wise, I continue to get about 10% less or so, 10 to 15% less than a grant, which we can cop because I played the less.
0: Say hello to a new era of mental health care. 15. 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: The less amount of money. So Robson is 73 for him. When he gets involved running the footy, it's great news for us because that means tackle breaks. In this one, he had two tackle breaks and offload. And he had a nice sneaky line break, which is a terrific take as well. Both Chester and Robson. To get a good amount of points there, picking the the ball up off their bootlaces and and yeah going through for some points which was great. Robson there getting involved in everything. Obviously a lower scoring game meant good things. Last week it was not a it was not and that meant that yeah you know, as I said they were running more to the edges. This was played much more through the middle. Robson was getting involved with it, with everything. There's a few sets there. He made four tackles in one set which was great. So he's definitely an option going forward. The issue we see with Robo is if you want to pair him with someone like Jaden Braley, who is a solid option now, that he's still lost a bit of cash. Jaden Braley is only just over 600 this week. Uh, they don't mesh well in round 13. So when the big buy rounds, 13, 16, 19, you can only play your starting 13. So have a look at your starting 13. If you have two gun hookers and they both play in round 13, you can only pick one of them, which is very sad. So that's the only reason well, probably why I won't get a Braley. I suppose there's so many rounds to go before round 13, but really seven rounds there. If they both play the entire time and get to that point, you're going to miss out on a big score from one of them. So yeah, there's definitely a chance for suspension injuries and the like, but that's probably the only thing, only reason why you wouldn't go a Robson is because that you couldn't pair him with another hooker that plays in round 13. Because there's guys like Harry Grant and stuff that, that won't be playing in 13, so you can have the hooker slot in for them and take that role which is cool. All right, let's talk about Matty Burton. So 65 for him in this one, a terrific field goal. Congratulations, he deserves that. That was a beauty from the, the left sideline there. Incredible work. 600 kick meters, great news for him. Couple of force dropouts, run the ball for 96, had the 23 tackles for one miss. So much better for him across the base stats. It's exactly what you're looking for. And this could be the time that he goes on his little run. We saw what he did last year, and yeah, it was about five to six rounds before he kind of kicked into gear Ran the ball, scored tries, got try assists, and in this one, got the one goal, got the try assists and the field goal, but really all of this was base, which was great. So 43 in tackles, kick meters, add the nine on there's 52, couple of forced dropouts, there's 56 just there, and he's priced uh, in the mid 40s. So something you need to look at with Burton, he's just ticked over his break even now, made 19K this week, and he'll continue to make a bit of money if he hits 50 plus from here. Which is great news. And he's someone you get all the way to 13 now. And then, yeah, you can decide from there. Most likely he plays Origin. Maybe, yeah, if there's an injury or something like that, he's definitely in the centers. It could be in the 14 role, depending where Whiten is. So, it could be interesting. Maybe he doesn't, if they're fully fit, maybe he doesn't play Origins. So that's something to think about as well. Diddon got his 57 out car the same. And Tamalola, 56. So, good to see that he's okay after the hip drop there. Hylam Luki, this is a sad one because I spoke about him as, you know, really being a buy from next week. And unfortunately he got the hamstring issue it seems, and he'll be out for a couple of weeks. So keep an eye on him because it looks like he had no backward step coming off his ACL injury. So for him getting that 56 this week just confirms that he's gonna be a good player going forward. We do need to monitor how this you know, hamstring goes and it's it would be a risk, I would say, to pick him up in your team straight away after Coming back from this hamstring issue, and you'd say it'd probably be closer to the three or four week mark because the last thing you want to do is bring him back early, and then he has another hamstring issue, which you know it's something that can linger and have a, a bigger chance of uh, you know, causing some further issues with the hamstring reoccurrence and then uh, some issues with the ACL, which is not what we want from a young guy especially. So Maxi King had his uh, yeah, eye poked out almost. Uh, not a good one, didn't look great at all. Was still 50 for him, which was good. Came back on in that second, uh, the last part of the second half, which was good. Cohen Hess, big minutes for him. Didn't matter that uh, you know he ended up moving to the right. Lukey played the left, which was cool. Uh, Hess did you know plenty of work in defense. 50, 45 tackles for zero misses. Very happy with his output. Griffin Neem, we spoke about him randomly, and, and he comes out with a 50 this week as well, and goes through his work. Last week he got like 20 in 42 minutes, so. Yeah, shows how quickly he can change. Val Holmes with a 47, he had a nice bump along with Kiraz and Perum in updates, which was good. He just is such a good footballer, isn't he, Val Holmes? I'm very impressed with how he gets out a dummy half and he always makes 15 metres. Like, they've got two dummy half set and he just runs around him because he's just too quick and then, you know, can get, he just runs around him and then gets in behind the ruck and does his thing. So, great work, Holmesy, in that one. Unfortunately, we can't get a win at the moment and it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen soon. Kiraz, so his price uh, increases, stops now with that 47. He's been, been so solid in general. To, to have 240 meters there run, two tackle breaks, and you know two offloads, one to floor, one to hand, two line breaks in this one, you really can't stop him at all. Like they did well containing him off, uh, sorry, tackle bus wise, but it makes sense now. They, they're tackling him with like three or four guys to make sure he doesn't get the offload away, he doesn't get the tackle breaks and and bumps off and does his thing. So yeah, incredible uh, as always for Kiraz. Hayes Perham, he's a cheeky downgrade option, I think. I would personally go him over Sloan. I think he's much more consistent. This 47 is just with seven tackle breaks, two offloads there, full kick defusals, damn it. I have a 200 meters run there. And is you know, really getting missed tackles out of his game. A couple of errors there, which he can improve on. But overall, I think he's a guy that can continue to hit just above that 40 mark here and make you about another 100K and be a really safe guy in that wing fullback position. If you'd rather go that little bit cheaper as some cover for one of your players, if you're looking to build up some cash to get Hines down the, down the line or improve in another position, then Perrin could be that mid-range guy that could do a job and you don't have to stress too much about your wing fullback there. Alamotti with 47, he was great as well. He didn't have, looks like he doesn't do a lot. Like I watched this on delay, so I wasn't checking the scores along the way. And he just seems like one of those guys that looks like he's going to get Sort of that mid 30s. You knew he got the try saver and the turnover tackle, which was absolutely great. Uh, but it just looked like he was going to get that mid 30s, as I said. And, and just across the board, he doesn't have many negatives. 14 tackles, zero misses was great. Uh, obviously, one error and one penalty in there. But overall, just does a little bit across the park. Got his line, uh, got his couple of line break assists, got his try assist there and the try saver, and did his job. And he's now averaging 38 in the Senate. So making plenty of cash for us who started with him, which is, yeah, most people there, which is good. Okay, let's talk about Reedy. Okay game overall. Like you look at how he plays and it's like he's getting in there. He's tackling hard. He's, he's going for leg tackles. That's where a lot of that nine miss tackles goes for. He's attempting so many tackles there, guys. That's 48 made, nine misses. So he goes for 57 tackles a game. And yeah, incredible, incredible effort. You look at him and, and some of those times he's just diving at play. Like there was one where Townsend went to kick it from 35 out and Reid ran out of dummy half, and it's just chase, and just full-length dive to try and get a charge down. So, follow the guy's effort, but fantasy-wise, the last two weeks haven't been great, and he was way over a 60 average, and now he's only made 20K for the year. This 43 drops in down 25 this week, and he's now in contentious territory. Is you know When there's guys, if you don't own a Robson, if you don't own a Grant or a Cook, then things are pretty tough for you, and you're not scoring as well over the last few weeks. So, definitely decisions have to be made on guys like Reid. Tommy Jessar, the risk has paid off overall. So let's talk about him now. 43 in this game, averaged 42 over his first three games. I was hoping for sort of low 30s, which I think would have been great and would have got him sort of about 80K in price rises, which would have done a job. I would have scored okay. Uh, But in here, 43 in this one, 121K in price rises. And it's going to have a really low break even again next week. Listening to the chat with Todd Payton after the game, it sounds like you know he, he clearly loves his effort plays, which I completely agree, is something that we've been lacking as a team and he has that in spades. Like, you know, he looked like he copped a sternum injury, he didn't want to have any real runs at the end of the game. But that second half, he already had the injury and then still had that really good try as so they're picking the ball up from his boot laces and working hard just to get over that line and punch through a few players there. So Great work from him. Hopefully we can get one more week out of him, but don't hold too long like we did with Trindle. He's now played, he's now two weeks and he hasn't even got on the field. So Chester would have to get named on the wing, I think, or the centres, which must like a little bit of win, wing for like Brendan Elliott. Or yeah, maybe he goes over to that left side and yeah, which would be Elliott's side and plays there. If they think that Chester will do better long-term uh, yeah, for the next couple of weeks for um yeah for, for Elliott there while is coming back. So just wait on team list for that one, but you could definitely trade him out and use that cash to recycle it to someone else. And that's the biggest thing this week, guys, I think is gonna be recycling a few of the the mid-range guys that have made some cash and bring the next tier of 300K guys into your side to do a good job for you. Okay, I think it's officially time to move on from Ryan Sutton. It hasn't worked out perfectly. You've made a little bit of cash. If you moved on the last few weeks, you sort of made 40 or 50. Now you're down to 31. So definitely a time to move on. Missed six tackles in this one. So that didn't work out too well. Uh, he hasn't been doing that regularly, so this is a little bit of an anomaly there, but I think it's time to time to go for uh, our great man, Ryan Sutton, who, yeah, the first few games, you're like, oh, if you don't have Ryan Sutton, you're missing out, and then it kind of has hit the toilet from there. Ockermore, hip drops, eh? Interesting tackles. a bunch of them this week, wasn't there? Elliot, you look at him, he got five tackle breaks, one error, one penalty, 193 meters. So he can't really fault his game, but you know, is Chester just that more of an effort player that they need in this side at the moment? Reynolds getting in there, working hard, doing his thing, loves it. Uh, Riley Price, a good debut for him as well. And Franklin Pelé, if you added 27 in his 25 minutes, so you made 3K, you've lost 18 overall, and now a fractured arm, so not good for any Pelé owners. He's going to be one to move out of your side, unfortunately. Or you just have to sit in there at 232 and use him as a looper, like we've seen with guys like uh, Tommy Talao at the moment. That's that. And then to finish it off, Raymond Fartell and a very sad one for him. Comes off with HIA. Will miss next week as well, guys. 11 day turnaround for him. Only three in this one. As I said, very sad news. And it lost 93K. So he becomes a sneaky option as well. Maybe you know, during the buy period, he might have to play a little bit of edge, a little bit of middle. Uh, it's gonna be very interesting to see how that plays out. Cause he's got now a, a bunch more money to lose. He should be able to get him somewhere near the 400 mark. So him, Hailem Lukey, these types of guys we'll be looking at. In that sort of mid-tier, 400 or so bracket, who'll be able to do a solid job for your team. But that is the round wrap up. Can't wait to get stuck into the round results now. Another good week, as I said, for us, and you know, cool to see where the rankings sit overall for us and and for the uh, you know, for the for the people squad for our whole league and the private group, and, and also where the the guys in the top 10 overall rankings are and how far away we are from them. So stay tuned for that one later today. Hope you have a good day, guys. See you later.